Georgia lawyers Bob and Irreverent D talk law. Listen up for stories about how things really happen in our legal system. Who are these guys? Dwayne Singleton, Irreverent D, is a criminal defense attorney in the state of Georgia. Benjamin O. Benson, a.k.a. Bob, is a personal injury attorney in Atlanta. On today's episode, Bob gets clever. It's a little round things. Yeah, yeah a little monocle. A, a monocle. Monocle. Get a monocle. Monocle Lewinsky? Yeah. Okay. And then, they both make things really exciting. Right. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, sit back and take a listen as Bob and Irreverent D talk law. Welcome to the Bob and Irreverent D talk law podcast. It's us. This is Bob, and F you, I'm Reverend D. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend D stands for Dwayne. That's right. Dwayne Singleton of the Dwayne Singleton Trial Law Group, Trial Lawyers. Yours is much better, though, Bob Law, even though it's been, right? Right, it's been so, so easy to remember Bob Law, boblaw.com. Right. Look you up, you're like, got in a bad wreck, you're like, oh, what was that lawyer's name? Yeah, Bob. it's Bob Lawfer. Yes. Bob Law. There it is. Just like that. Send somebody right out to your house or whatever and sign no, you up. No? No, we don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Turn Listen. your wreck into a check? No, we don't do that. Listen, I don't like any of that. We, I had a big, almost violent argument with an advertising Almost guy. violent. Almost violent. With okay. an advertising guy who says, Ben, we need to... We need to really get your ads out there, advertising, 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 get more clients. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to engage in that. I don't. Right. Uh, I don't. And we, we did do some general little advertisements. We put them on Facebook as a trial. And here's what we found. The kind of people that respond to the kind of advertising that are out there, that are... the it's almost like the advertising is is encouraging people to think if I get in a wreck I will get some kind of some kind of um, financial uh, you know I've won the, the, the little lottery right uh, and that's wrong thinking and I won't tolerate it any of my clients all of my clients are I mean they're they got injured right and um, and in reality I'm going to get them, what I think is fair, but to them, it's not going to be fair because uh, because their life has been affected. Well, in right. most cases, I think that people are like, if they could, if we had two doors, behind this door is some money. Behind this door, you were never in your accident and you don't have to suffer the pain that you're going through. Yeah. They would always go through the door, you know, 
Yeah, if they the, if they actually had to go through right, that, they, you know, like right. hey, I don't want to have that pain. I don't want to have that suffering. I, kind of a great example is somebody's like, well, if I gave you ten million dollars, would you be okay with not waking up tomorrow? No, right. my life's definitely worth right ten million dollars. I would. Can I pay that. you two million dollars <laughs> to break your leg? Right. And have you walk around on crutches for a year? No, thank you. No, no, thank. I think you. I think maybe I just. I would I'd, like to keep my foot. Maybe I just kind of work harder. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we got off on that. That's okay. Let's um, you know what? I think it's time for. Let's talk about the news. Let's do it. And now the news. So uh, I want to talk about Uber, and I want to talk about farmers insurance. Okay. Um, Driverless cars. The wave of the future. Negative. I just don't think that's going to happen. Ride share, everybody. Nobody. What I will tell you is that the driver who is driving this car is not the actual driver. In that sense, it was driverless. Get this. Here's what happened. This lady was driving for Uber in the late 2000s. And Uber then says, "Um, listen, lady, we did a background check and... You can't be driving for this. This is when Uber Uber. started cracking down and making people turn in their driver history. Yep. Not just anybody could drive for Uber. Right. Right. They started. They started up in their game. Yes. Right. We're a real business now. We're we're a real (laughs) business now. At any rate, a lady decides, "Hmm, no problem. I'll just reapply under a different name. Genius. Brilliant. Genius, Brilliant. that app will never know who they I will, really am. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so her name was Jane Doe. Okay. No, I'm kidding. The, her name, oh, oh, almost slightly better, her name was, her assumed name was Annie Molly. Okay. Fake name. Fake name. Maybe Annie Molly was a real person, but it was certainly not her name. <laughs> so this is not the driver of the car. This is not the driver. So, and, <coughs> excuse me, um... She reapplied for Uber under Annie Molly and got an Uber policy. I don't know if you know this, Dwayne, but if you're driving your car and you're using the Uber app and you're driving someone around, you are on this insurance policy. And then when you turn the Uber app off and you're driving home, you're just under your own insurance policy. Right. right? So that farmer... This I did know. Yep. So, uh, So that farmer's insurance policy... While you're driving under Uber, if you cause injury to other people, that farmer's or that whatever, right, insurance policy that you have while you are actually using Uber, doing Uber, is in effect. Because you have to let the insurance company know what they're insuring, right? That's right. It's not just me and my kids. It's me and some stranger that I don't know, and I'm going to be doing this a whole lot. I'm going to have lots and lots of strangers. I'm going to be on the road a whole lot. Your exposure is going to be a whole lot more, so they're allowed to charge you a little bit more for that, right? Or at the very least. Or to say, hey, I'm not going to insure you at all for that. Don't do it. <coughs> Golly, excuse me. Um, you caught me so by surprise. I nearly, um, uh, anyways. The uh, the geniusness. The geniusness. Like I was tapped into chat right. GPT. So what, <laughs> what, what happens is it turns out that corporations are people too. Yes. Right? There is a certain amount of, and you, you almost never hear this from me. Because I'm daily, like, I wouldn't say I'm fighting with insurance companies, but I am daily, like, at odds about my clients' damages. But I'm never, I'm hardly at odds with insurance companies about coverage, which is a different issue, 
right? So what happened in this case is this lady, Molly, Annie Molly. Okay. Assumed name. Assumed name. Right. Right. She caused a wreck. And the person who got injured filed a claim under her insurance. The insurance company said, who's like, who, who are you? We don't insure that person. We don't insure that person. Never heard of them. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, maybe a little bit nuanced, but essentially what the... I know you not. Depart from me. <laughs> Dude, what ends up happening is the insurance company says, eh, look, we have this contract right. to provide coverage for you if you, if you injure somebody else. That contract is based on the facts being true. Right. You are who you say you are. You don't have any wrecks, right? Right. Uh, turns out you committed fraud right. in saying that you were somebody else. You were impersonating somebody. The contract is void. We're not going to cover this. Sure. Right? So, uh, and eventually what ends up happening is the Court of Appeals in Georgia agrees. The insurance company, because you committed fraud in your application, it nullifies the contract, right? Uh, in the In the kind of sense of, Fundamental for fairness of you know what corporations are people too right the insurance company are people are people too there's a like you have to deal with each other with right. some some sort of fairness so um, so that's what happened in the uh, in that case she had given fraudulent credentials and the so just to clarify they can still sue her individually who she really is like figure that out right right. That's right. But there's no insurance to cover it because the insurance that she had obtained was obtained fraudulently. So the insurance company, even though she had a policy in place, is not required to cover this accident. Even right. though she's now here's my problem. She's paid the premiums, premiums into the insurance company for this coverage. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now they're saying, eh. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, you lied to us. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so there's two parts of that. One, and we're gonna talk about the second part a little bit later, but I want to mention it here. And that is, well, in the scheme of things, who's hurt by this? The person that was injured. The person who got injured, right? Like they're not even That's a party to this case. It's not their fault the person lied to get their insurance That's right. in place. We can talk about like what the, maybe the possible outcomes are that later. And I think Uber, for not vetting their drivers better to make sure these insurance policies are legit. Yeah, you're right about that. Uber, um, what, what they're saying, in essence... In these, in these cases is, look, we're just a platform, right? We're just a platform for people to connect drivers. But and, you're not. But you're not. They're you, a corporation. They can be held criminally liable. They can go to jail. Somebody can. The like put the corporation in jail. They're a yeah. person, too. Like they're, there's, they're people, too. Right. Yeah. The, um, I mean, that stuff is weird to me, and who gets stuck holding the bag is strange. But, you know. Yeah, they're a corporation and they're people too, and there is a person behind that corporation that is responsible for the actions of that corporation. There is a person who made that decision, right? Right, that policy decision, whether it's a board member or it's a CEO or whatever. There's a person who made that decision. I keep going back with my clients um, about this and smaller situations where they, you know, um, they're talking about something that happened at their job, and they say, "Well, they told me I had to blah blah blah." Right. And I keep telling them, there's no they. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no such person as they. There's Who a person. The person. A person right. said it. A person wrote it. Whatever. Who is that person? Because that's what I always want to know. But they and, do that, though. They stand behind the veil of the corporation. Well, corporate told me. 
That's our policy. That's our policy, yeah. right? You know what I do in that circumstance? They say, My policy is you got to get down this hole and kill yourself. So get down there, <laughs> right? Let's, no, you're right. the dude telling them to get in the hole. You're responsible yeah. for those decisions, even if it's the corporate policy. At some point, you got to say, hey, wait, this is dangerous. Or, hey, wait, this could kill somebody. Or, hey, wait, this is illegal. Right. You can't just, oh, we're involved in a corporation. So we, you know, they said load up the cocaine. I loaded up the cocaine, <laughs> you know. I was just following orders, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. The um, okay, well, let's go back to that other piece, though. Sure, right? Because what happened with with this was that when the person asked for the Uber on the Uber app, Uber essentially selected su- the driver for them. Right. Right. I don't get to go on the Uber app and say, "Oh, um, uh, driver forty five sixty three is around. I'm going to grab them." Right. I don't get to do that. Right, he's eight stars. He's driving a right. I don't brand get to, new I don't get to I'll choose. pick him. That's right. right. Um, it, so, but if I am the customer, I'm relying on Uber to send me somebody who is reliable. Right, and even though it's just an app, it's not it's, just an app. It's the same as like negligent hiring, like not doing your due diligence as a company, putting people in place that are going to harm other people. I mean, I do think. Uber has a corporate responsibility to make sure their product is safe. And their product is, we're delivering a driver to you to take you from point A to point B. A driver that's not going to, like, kill you. Right, and has right. insurance in case you do get hurt to cover right. you. Right. Yeah. I wonder what happened with that, whether there's backup insurance or or something. Because, um, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I'd like to do some more research in that. I mean, the crazy out, like, thing is, I got down this little rabbit hole about these uh, st- wrapped contracts are like in the packages that you just fall out and it's like you've agreed to these terms and blah 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 and then the click contracts you know the courts have upheld most of those things like basically you can just click and agree that you know you're gonna be part of the human centipede and you know you just (laughs) (laughs) you're like yes yeah you know so i think uber can possibly contract out of some of that by adding it to their disclosures or whatever they probably have yeah, maybe that's true, but, but like, nobody ever reads those things. <laughs> the way you're right that courts have found some of them to be um, enforceable. Right. right. The question is whether you and I agreed right. on a course of action. Right. And if I'm selling you a widget, and the widget comes in a wrapping, that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, yeah, so it comes like in a, wrapping. It's called it's a cellophane a, contract mm-hmm. or something. If it's yeah. wrapped in the cellophane, when it falls out on the table, you're to have presumed to have read it, understood it. And if you wanted to put the stuff back in the box and send it back. Sure, why not? And if you didn't do that, then you've agreed to the contract. Right. But um, <laughs> there's a caveat to that, though. Right? There's a, there's a there's a thing. There's a proviso. There's an extra thing to it. Right. Right? Courts have also stated and held that we're not going to enforce a policy, you know, a provision that's in that contract that would be unexpected. Sure. Right. Like, I mean, you, like the, we're going to enforce parts of those contracts, especially if they're in those circumstances that like a normal. The, like the South Park human centipede. I don't, know, I don't even know the reference. The, sorry, I lost it. When you clicked on the, the app for the cell phone, you agreed to have your lips uh, surgically put on somebody else's anus. Oh, my God. To make a Would you centipede. stop? For the love of God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'm just saying. So, it's a great yeah, episode. That's the kind. That's yes. the kind of thing. Like courts would say, well, you know, if uh, if provision and the court said it, 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 they had to do it. They had they to do it. Have yeah. a choice. Yeah. That absurd, <laughs> absurd. Right. 
uh, you know, provision one is, look, we disclaim any warranties, blah, 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 sure. blah, right, right. Um, you're, you know, and then provision two is so I, you agree to give up your, you know, your firstborn <laughs> child, like, and, they, and they're trying to enforce that. Like, the, uh, you know, the court's going to say, This you know, product will explode and kill you. Right. If product explodes and kills you, you cannot sue You us. cannot sue right, yeah. yeah, right. That kind of stuff. Uh, you my, remember first that? Ra- my first razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that old Saturday Night Live one for Happy Fun Ball? Yeah. Happy Fun what... Ball is like, it's radioactive. Right. Don't touch it. Not meant to be played with. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Happy Fun Ball. Oh, yeah, right, like exactly. It. So um, now that being said, right, you do have to worry about um, this tendency to be sued for every kind of circumstance, right? Sure. Like I got, uh, you know, I bought a Rubik's cube. The Rubik's cube, you know, I uh, left it on the floor and I tripped and I fell and my head hit it and it got broken and my head got caved well, in by one of the corners. That we talked it. about in the other episode about the child drowning at Margaritaville. Right. You know, you didn't you didn't like that. You didn't think the corporation should be responsible for that. I thought the corporation should be. You know, you're like, hey, parents, watch your kids. And I'm like, hey, corporation, put a lifeguard out there. In that circumstance, you know, with the, with the, I mean, it just based on reading the facts of, of that, it appeared to me that the mother was not paying attention to her four-year-old child who was apparently under the surface of the water for a full 10, 15 minutes. And it appears like, to me that Margaritaville makes a bunch of money and could have put a lifeguard out there. True. But, like, the whole point is, in Georgia, we have comparative negligence, right? right? Like, I just can't imagine a circumstance where a jury would say, oh, yeah, Margaritaville is at least least 51% responsible as mom, right? Anyways, back to to this. Corporations are people, too, Wayne. Some of my my closest friends are corporations. Did I tell you? I don't think that people with small businesses realize when they cross over to this point and they realize, hey, guys, you need a lawyer now. Right. Right? I mean, yeah. because they're worried about selling contracts and mowing lawns and doing whatever. I'm just trying, yeah. I'm just trying, trying to, to make the bills a business, paid. right? That's right. And there's a point where, you know, okay, you go from just being a small business to now you're making enough money that you really need to start looking at the legalities of things, sitting out and talking to a lawyer and figuring those things out. Because you are a person, too. Your corporation is a person, too. That's right. You can get yourself in civil trouble. You can get yourself in criminal trouble. Yeah. You need to make sure you're, you know, protecting yourself. Yeah. Now, I represent some businesses in that in that circumstance. God like bless you. Small businesses, people who are, like, building, like, these guys are busting it, trying to build a company that can be that can be sustained and can sustain itself, right? Uh, and... You know, I I struggle when I talk to potential clients because I don't want to sound like the doomsday guy who's selling you like death insurance or life insurance or whatever. But like, do you, like just look at the news at the kinds of things. Well, if he's running a business, the last thing he wants is another expense. Now I got to pay for a lawyer. Now I got to pay for yeah, pay. Yeah, but if you don't, you know, right. and you don't have that a lawyer looking at it through the set of laws, then you get in a situation where now you got to pay sixteen million dollars because you didn't have a part time lifeguard there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like, right? The issue also boils down to accessibility. Sure. In in the sense that if you're a small business, this is what I found in talking to my small business clients, um, or medium, small to medium. I don't I don't really know if if you're making millions of dollars whether you're still small, but <laughs> the whatever the case, I, I think the Small Business Association has like an official definition, but whatever. Not publicly traded. Not public. Yes, yeah. that's right. Closely held corporations. Like it's it's like me and my and Jim, my neighbor. Right. We, we built this thing, right, or whatever. Um, one, you don't really know what kind of lawyer to look for. Right. 
right? And two, uh, the problem is that the lawyers who are really smart and do represent like Coca-Cola or represent, you know, whatever. Are making $2,000 an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, we found that there's a necessary market for people just like, I need to know what I need to know. And like, I don't want to have a conversation with a lawyer and one, not understand what the heck he's talking about. And two, after not having understood what he's talking about, you know, be presented with a $2,000, $3,000 bill. Right. right? Well, that, and that's the problem is you don't know what you don't know. That's right. Right. You don't know what those problems are. You don't know what those pitfalls are. You really, mm-hmm. you know, to, need to reach out to somebody like you and right. say, hey, just kind of walk me through it, man, so I don't get step in the big stinky. Right. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of the advice is also just kind of like not legal, not really legal advice. It's, a, you know, tax advice, you know, to just, just talking about like, what do you, what does your business need to be doing? I think a lot of the um, misinformation out there is about LLCs, about corporations. Right. Because uh, it, they're, it's, it's hard. There's a lot to of bad information. There's a lot of terrible yeah. information, right? Like, oh, what you need to do, here's what you need to do. You need to take this piece of furniture and you need to put it in the name of LLC ABC. Right. <laughs> then you need to create another LLC called XYZ and you need to put your other car in it. Then you need to put this and this LLC. I'm like, like what are you doing? Tax right? fraud. You need to set it, you need to set it up fraud. in Wyoming That's right. and, then, and then have it owned by a corporation in Nevada. <laughs> And that way you're completely no. That's it's like not gonna, sovereign citizens giving criminal advice. You're like, stop, stop, stop doing <laughs> that. They, they say, well, listen, let me tell you about what the Constitution says about taxes. We're under maritime law. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> right. well, all I know is there are two inevitable things in life: death and taxes. Death and taxes. So at any rate, the, so guys, if you have a problem with something like that, call Bob. He'll help you out. I at least want to talk to you. Yeah. I don't charge anything to talk to you. Very interesting. Though. Yeah. The, um, I, I find it very satisfying as an other part of my practice. You know, part, the the primary part of my so practice So you don't is, just sue people? You right, help I, people not get sued? I help people that have, have gotten sued, actually. Well, um, I have a friend so who... You're like the secret weapon. Man. He owns a flooring business, and he got sued by his um, by his customer. And who, he's like, how do we not do this again? How, how do we not do this? <laughs> that's, that's why I kind of developed this other part of my practice is because right. I would have my friends who would get... They'd get in. They'd get sued by somebody. Right. And what I should have done is that you know that that old saw about when's the when's the best time to uh, plant a tree. <laughs> you know, twenty years ago. That's right. Right. Um, the what I found was, man, I should have been talking to this guy sure. ten years ago, five years ago, before he started doing these stupid things. Right. right? Like don't, you know, don't uh, like. It, anyways, I can't get into too now much for detail. my small business clients. I cannot give you advice because. Selling drugs is still illegal in the state of Georgia. <laughs> Surely your clients aren't selling them. <laughs> but Dwayne. if we legalize marijuana, we'll figure you out then a we'll little fi- game we'll plan. Right. Yeah, so have you been paying, speaking of that, and corporations and marijuana, have you been following, like, what, what is the latest now about, like, is it is it moving in the direction of more liberalization or is there a backlash from? We're headed that way. We definitely see some movement towards legalization on the federal side of things as far as they made a little bit of movement about banking because, you know, before they couldn't use banks. Right. right. You so have to put all, you you have have to put put all, all your cash. cash yeah. And your employees had to come and you had to write them a check and then they got to come to you and you got to pay them. You got to cash the check and all this crazy stuff. I didn't stuff. know any yes. of this. Yeah. And then they were intercepting people on the highway, you know, taking the cash. <laughs> With barrelfuls of cash. Right. You yeah. know, and it's just nuts because these were in states that had legalized marijuana. Yeah. Um, Georgia still got a very strong pushback on it. I mean, 
a lot of places won't prosecute misdemeanor amounts of marijuana mm-hmm. anymore. But then we have places like Cherokee County that even a misdemeanor amount, they'll still send it they off to go. a private crime lab that they pay for out of pocket. To a to, corporation? Yeah, <laughs> to a corporation to get that too. test yeah. result back because, you know, the GBI quit testing it. Right. Um, and if you don't have a test, you obviously don't have a case. So, right. Um, we're definitely moving in that direction towards legalization, but we still got a long way to go. And so many people in Georgia think it is legal. I can't tell you. I mean, my clients are like, I was honest with him. I told him I'd smoked weed and it was right there in the center <laughs> console. I'm like, still not legal. Still not legal. <laughs> so this is our public announcement for the day. It's still not legal. And marijuana is still not legal. It's almost legal, but not quite. Not quite, not quite there yet. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. that Georgia hemp farming bill really kind of changed everything, but they're figuring out ways to get. To get around. around that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's been the news. Do you want to take on a question from a 10-year-old? Sure. Time for questions from a 10-year-old. Why did they arrest Donald Trump? We're not covering that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. <laughs> this on. is the, And this Come is on, all man. we're Let's going to say your, about this. Now, Let's hear your opinion. The, um, thank you for joining our episode Please make sure that you subscribe so you can hear more entertaining anecdotes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Tune in next time when Bob and Irreverent D talk law. Hey!